You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. the average time for an edible to kick in depends on your body chemistry but well and when was the last time you ate eight o'clock last night probably take a while then because <laughs> honestly uh that kind of stuff works better when you've eaten oh, yeah. so if you have like some natural fat content if you had some ice cream macaroni and cheese a greasy cheeseburger or something like that when we eat when it finally kicks in <laughs> yep yep so when you eat all of a sudden you're gonna be like oh fuck are you recording now <laughs> yeah <laughs> good this, this is my slow descent into madness as we talk about this. <laughs> Woo! And on that note, welcome to this week's episode of the Couch Potatoes. I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the fear. And I'm Alex. For now. <laughs> no. Take it away. <laughs> this is Pink Floyd just kicks in. A little bit of backstory. So, uh... You already seen the title of this. You know what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the Flash movie. Spoilers abound. Uh, but in the middle of that, and we have to have our now continuing tradition until we run out of options, uh, trying some new weird beverage on the podcast. And shortly after watching the Flash movie, uh, spoilers for that, uh, we needed a drink. Uh, <laughs> this is my second time watching it, so you know how I feel. Yes. <laughs> so as we are out and about uh, grabbing you know, some interesting stuff for the this episode uh chris notices a delta nine chocolate at the little alcohol bodega we stopped at to grab these weird beverages and he cracked one at about maybe 10 15 minutes ago so who knows maybe by the end of this episode we'll have uh peace and love chris man no more of uh why is there cameras everywhere behind these kiss posters <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Like, Ace Frehley's a fucking psyop, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted for a split second. My girl's out of town right now. She sent me a message, and all I saw was, we'll be there by 345, which was, like, 30 minutes from now. And I'm like, that's three hours earlier. Okay, well, I'm going to send her a message to let her know doing that. No, she door dashed some stuff to to the apartment. So, she's like, it'll be there in a little bit. (laughs) But, yeah, so I've, I've got random door dash coming. Chris is flying high, and we're not recording in the middle of the night. This is whole new couch potatoes vibes going on right now this wasn't supposed to be 2023 (laughs) no shit this was actually supposed to be fucking 2020 and 2021 yeah we're making up time i really do feel like i'm still trying to make up time from all of that shit it only feels like within the last year things have slowly started kind of getting back to normalcy and i feel like i'm still playing catch up well i would say like things have it seems like everything's become a little bit more uh of a necessity because of how 2019 2020 2021 everything's a little bit more easy in a way because everybody had to you know buckle up and fucking do everything the hard way for a while and everybody's like well i kind of like it this way now so like let's just stick away so i I think it's kind of funny like we're kind of going back into an old way of doing things which is like no one goes to the grocery store and buys groceries they just pull up and they put them in their fucking car 
no different from back in the day where you had a list and you didn't pick out your groceries from the turn of the century where it was, hey, here's the list is everything I need. And the guy's like, all right, I'll be back. And then, bam, he's there with yeah. all your shit. Here's your shit. And like, have a nice day. We've kind of gone, we've used technology to actually just progress backwards. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> I just always thought it was funny uh, right during the beginning of all of this because I, I had always been a huge fan of like DoorDash and Uber Eats and actually using Uber and Lyft to get around. And everyone was talking shit about it the whole fucking time. Oh, you just go out and do stuff. Why don't you just go out there? It's such a, such a waste of money. Soon as fucking lockdown hit, within a fucking week, I saw people on there. How do you use DoorDash. Does anyone have a referral code? I'm like, you bitches. Oh, I've been doing this for years and you're now having to figure it out. <laughs> What's really funny is it's like uh, in like the smaller areas and rural areas where I'm from, it's actually picked up. Yeah. In a very, like, I'm talking about small, t- one grocery store, one like a dollar general, maybe a subway, and that's it. And then I'm at my buddy's house. He's like, oh, yeah, my kids started a DoorDash. And like I'm like they're busy. They're like, or they're, oh, they're going to states for doing it. They're like, no, 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 doing it here in this bumfuck nowhere. And I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking impressive, I guess. You know? I mean, it's giving kids jobs because you you can't. Pay well, I know, rent. I know, I know teachers that do that shit. So. Well, because as we were talking about, yeah. as we were grabbing our drinks, teachers are basically um, paid uh, unpaid interns with French benefits. Yeah, it's just it's. it's I know a lot of people that DoorDash for like on the side, and I hate. I don't call it a side hustle; it's a second job. Just that's it. a hustle is when you're trying to scam somebody. That's that's a hustle. So DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. I'm just like I'm not holding your fucking French fries until you give me a tip, you piece of shit. Some of dude, people are getting ballsy with that shit on Instagram and fucking <laughs> TikTok. Like seriously, I I don't know what it is, but like there's this new era of like delivery drivers that are like showing up to like zero dollar tip doors and then like ringing the doorbell and like waiting until they answer and being like were you going to give a cash tip there was a zero dollar tip like still holding their food so basically they're like holding their food hostage even though they like paid for the food and paid for the service yeah that's that's another thing too i think it's because doordash just like uber when they you know had settled in and plateaued a little bit is just like no you don't make a lot of money doing it you make money on tips yeah and and no, I'm not sitting here being anti-tip. Don't fucking jump down my throat. Yes, tip your DoorDash drivers, but at the same time, I don't believe in holding your food hostage until you get one either. But I'm also like, if you're going to use DoorDash, you're going to use a card. Just put it on the fucking card. Exactly. But but I will say, pro tip: if you are going to tip your DoorDash driver or your Lyft or Uber driver, um, they like cash tips. They're not yeah, supposed to, to re- take them because you, you can't report them. Exactly. But you know that is benefit. That's why, that's why I do that for like waiters and waitresses. I just cash, everything's cash. Yeah, everything's on the up and up on that. Yep. So, that's and I'm not one of those guys it. who like takes the empty glass of ice you know, that I had a soda in and you cut. Oh my god, man! I remember going. To, I remember going to fuck working at restaurants and that happened. And I'm just like, uh, what's up, this guy's ass? <laughs> I, w- I was literally talking to one of my customers the other day. She's a waitress. And I was like, there's literally, it feels like there's no middle ground a lot of times. You either get the customer that's either like jingling their fucking glass and being like, where's my refill? Or like, we'll sit down and be like, I want a Coke. You know, no yeah. hellos, none of that shit. And then on the flip side, there's the, 
well, hey, darling, how you doing? Yada, yada, yada. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, you know, it's just me and my family. I'm just doing... Well, is there anything else I can get for you? Well, if you got a wheelbarrow of 50 bucks, I'll take... A wheelbarrow full of $50 bills, I'll take that. <laughs> mm. You know, it's like... Then you get the Uber dad joke ones that are, like, hitting on you the entire time. It's like, that's all I would ever hear from the wait staff when I was in the back kitchens. Yeah. It was it's one or the that. other. Either the assholes or the ones that are just, like... Every sentence you're expected to do the ha 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 yeah you're you're funny. I dealt with what the, the fuck do you want to eat? I dealt with a lot of that when I was working at uh, grocery stores. It was just like uh, you know something didn't ring up. You know oh, it must be free. And I was just like, dude, I tell you, I, I did that one time, and I was like, huh, that's a. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then like everyone who did that, you know what I did? I just put it down the line. I didn't ring it up. Here you go. Spot of the Worcestershire sauce is all you, friend. Guess what? It is free. Here you go. Because I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. Gas is four fifty a fucking gallon in 2008. So get eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Have your Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, here's your W sauce. It's the best of times is the Worcestershire of times. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we fully break on into our new segment, as we teased before, we do have some interesting alcoholic beverages here. One is uh, one that's been out for a couple years and has a worse reputation than the Bojangles hard seltzer or the hard, uh, hard malt liquor. And then we've also got a seltzer updated version of something we've tried before. So what do we want to try? Do we want to try Cheerwine Ale or Warhead's Extreme Sour Hard Seltzer Lemon? So we're going to try both, but what do we want to go with first? I have a feeling one of, one of the two of us are going to commandeer one can as we get through the rest of this episode. Uh, we can try the seltzer first. Let's try the seltzer first. It's, unlike the sodas, we'll have an actual nice... Ooh. Ah, there we go. I did not want that to spray all over my computer, so I was yeah. trying to be a little bit as more careful with it. As soon as you crack that it. cheer wine can, though, it's going to just be playing Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this one's already a million times better than the last one. I can actually finish that. It's not great. It's I not wouldn't great, pick it again, but it's still a million times better than the last one. It's just a sourish lemon seltzer. It's not good. No, it's not. But it's a lot better than that other, the sour ale. That sour ale was nasty. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of seltzers anyway. Yeah, I guess I'm not on a diet, so yeah, I've, I've not found found a seltzer I really love. Yeah, that's but that's that's a better seltzer it just than I've like tried a regular, before. Like lemon seltzer, though, like it, that's what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like alcoholic. Like it doesn't have a burn. It's uh, it's one of those ones that'll sneak up on you if you're not yeah. careful. Well, we're gonna see. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <sighs> All right. From the Noda local Noda Brewing Company, the Cheerwine Ale. Cheerwine brought to you by Salisbury, North Carolina. <sighs> Free as a bird. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It <laughs> smells like malt liquor. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Actually, first, get, get, give a smell on that. And actually, I'll let you give a first taste on it. That smells like that what's those wild berries you'll find like in the rural parts of north carolina oh i know what you're talking about they yeah, grow so on trees yeah like muscadines yes that smells like muscadine might be muscadine wine fucking hicks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it smells like this one doesn't have a taste like i'm literally saying like uh, it literally doesn't have a taste it fizzes like a beer though 
like when you popped it i know yeah. this is like a beer uh it's clear i think yeah it's clear that is not a uh, soda at all that all is right. that is some branding bullshit that's what that is well, let's see here it doesn't taste like anything it just literally tastes like a beer yeah yeah that's all branding god damn it soda people <laughs> Y'all are fucking up. Don't make us have to get the fucking monster one. Nah. <laughs> Chris is like, no, no. I'm going to start not. drinking fucking Modelo if everything's going to taste like a beer. Fuck. Ah, no shit. At least their commercials are good. Man, <laughs> I mean, I guess they're right. The cheer wine one is really fucking bad, and it's kind of sad. I that was going to buy like a four pack. I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe a couple. Because I like cheer wine. Cheer wine's like a really good soda. Because there's not a lot of good cherry sodas out there. And that no. was, that's the Cadillac, you know absolutely and yeah but no the um the cheer wine ale that that really is just like a it's like a weak beer yeah. it doesn't really have any sort of i could see them selling that for like nine bucks at the fillmore <laughs> where's the fucking lie yeah you know what i'm saying like is this it's hey guys it's nine dollar beer night let's, let's, go, let's go to the fucking fillmore well i saved you 15 bucks got 15 dollar for a four pack i'm sure oh yeah yeah, that's another thing I hate. What the? F- I know it's a Harris Teeter, but God. Well, damn. I will say, even though it's only it's a Harris Teeter, their prices now are only like maybe a, a buck more, yeah, like a dollar more. But yeah. still, it's like what the? So fuck? eleven to twelve bucks for a four pack of you know craft beer. I mean, that's this shit right here is a five point two alcohol. Yeah, it's not even a seven. No, and let's see, that's the Cheerwine one. Warheads. What are we rocking on our percentage here? On the bottom of the front. Five. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So both are right at that five percent. But yeah. The but the problem with the the warhead one, that one will sneak up on you because I could tell like you're going to be drinking more of them because it's a basically you know it's a seltzer. Yeah. So you're going to drink more than four. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to down to motherfuckers quick yeah because honestly the uh, the hard lemon one honestly just tasted like one of the early days of seltzer water lemon yeah. like it, it reminded me of like a seltzer i would have gotten at fresh market back at like the late 90s that's the way it tastes yeah that chair wine one is just if yeah. i was outside grilling i wouldn't have been able to taste the difference between that and the fucking pbr yeah i'm just uh, they're really fucking up all these soda ones like i'm, I'm really hoping I, I was excited for these things i'm, I'm hoping jack daniels and coke do, you know, doesn't pull one out of their ass and be like this is just some random bullshit because like jack and cokes were my go-to drink like i will say that when i when i do drink in the rare moments that i do like sit down and have a couple it'll be a jack and coke mm-hmm. or a crown and coke you know so like that's that's my jam so if you <laughs> fuck that up I'm not doing another one. We'll just be drinking weird sodas. <laughs> we'll need to get you a, a single can of the ranch water. Yeah. Because, I, I, like I said, I tried one of those. Is that like an actual water? It's not carbonated? It is carbonated. Okay. Uh, it's ever so... Sl- That's the only problem ever I Ever so with- slightly, ever so slightly carbonated. That's what I hate about seltzers. It just tastes like carbonated water. Like when you like when you went to Taco Bell and went to hit the Baja Blast, and it's just like all fucking carbonated water. It's just like, you lied to me, Taco Bell. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it's not as carbonated as these are mm. but it has that slight little fizz to it as if you got like a a tequila mixed with a seltzer it's like it's going to be a little bit dumbed down but it's it didn't have a horrible flavor it's still just it's very interesting and you know for yeah, it just, just tastes like beers like it's yeah well nah. discord if you've got any interesting ones for us to try come, <laughs> come to the apartment 
while we're recording one of these, so you could finish finish these for us because they're not they're <laughs> not hitting up. I'll, I'll finish the lemon at least. I'll, uh, I'll finish I'm, that. The off. cat's getting the cheer one. <laughs> giving that to a cheer. One. I'm just putting it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an ale too. That's another thing. It's going to taste like it's going to be a straight up beer. But the problem is, this, you don't. I didn't chase any like cherry at all. No, I don't either. Like, there's no cheer wine flavor. I'll do another big, another hit. But like, god damn, it's just no. It really does just taste like a standard ass weak beer. I don't get any cheer wine flavor. At least the Bojangles one kind of had a tea flavor to it. Yeah, it had a sugar taste. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. Now, I got nothing out of this, man. This is a goddamn shame. Fuck you, Cheerwine. Fuck you. <laughs> so on that note, let's go ahead and move on over to our news segment. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a decent amount of news. Uh, probably the easiest one to kind of knock out uh, early on is Futurama dropped a new trailer, or their debut trailer, rather, for the third or fourth reboot uh, coming now to yeah. Hulu. And, Chris, you were a big Futurama fan, like I, I was. was. Like, I saw the trailer and some of the stuff they were pointing out, like their very special episodes, basically, what they're going to be doing. I'm going to be very contrary when I say this. It doesn't look good. Like I, I like Futurama. I'm going to watch it because there are going to be some banger episodes I know in there. We'll do a review. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Some of the stuff they chose to put in there, like uh, the COVID-esque episode. There's going to the be a ref- Q-tip. Yeah, there's going to be a, a Dune-esque episode because of the Dune hype. And it's just like, that's not what Futurama was when I was watching it. It was just just good entertainment. There was some allegories about the world, but nothing that blatant. You know, it was very simple, you know, and it was, you know, the cool thing about the reboots were they stayed with the rest of the show. So all these reboots felt like they fit. This one's going to, I think it's not going to feel like it's going to fit, but I could be wrong. I'm hoping I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. And see, and this is, this is where I think the problem lies in trying to reboot a lot of these shows that had such, I mean, honestly, it had such a cultural impact because Futurama did have a bit of a cultural impact. It showed that, adult, along with like South Park and you know Simpsons back in the day, it showed that animation with good writing is for adults. You know, yeah. animation isn't strictly for kids. You know, that's what that whole motto of all these kind of things, like King of the Hill, even. So they they very much towed the line. But the problem is, is during that time period the nerd culture was not as big as it was so when you had a random throw in of star wars you had a random throw in of you know what have you it felt a little special it felt like oh we're being seen on national television this is awesome now spider-man and batman and you know everything else is just part of it's no longer you know fringe pop culture it's just part of the culture your grandma knows who it's part of the uh, greater zeitgeist kind of so being a nerd is too common exactly so when when being a nerd is too common and that part of the fringe aspect is taken away all you have left is parroting society, which Futurama did do a good bit of in the past. Anytime there was like a president, I remember there was like some parody episode of the 2002 election. Yeah. You know, so they were always doing some sort of topical, you know, piece to reference, oh, we just, history repeats itself type thing. This does feel a little too on the nose, though. I think the reason it felt good back then was because they actually had people pretending to be presidents from our time in the year 3000 or whatever so like there is that you know 
Nixon was in it. You know, for fuck's sake, George Bush was in it. But they also but have, you know there's going to be an Obama and a Trump now. Yeah, probably. You know, Trump's actually in the Futurama series as Trump, not President Trump. But uh, but what I liked about Futurama was I watched it when it first came out. I watched it opening night on uh, Fox because uh, like it came on after X Files, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I was at my grandpa's house and I was watching it. And you know, I was like, I was a young kid, so. I, it just looked like, hey, another Simpsons type show, you know, and that's what it basically it was. But the whole thing about the Futurama was it was the comic book guy by himself, basically. You yeah. know, it was all this. This is what the future holds. And guess what? It's still just regular life. And it's not different from any other thing, but it's just in the future. And I don't know, man. I, there's so many good episodes in Futurama. Mm-hmm. And I always point people to it if you know if we're talking about. I've always pointed to the episodes that'll probably make them cry. Oh yeah, Fry's yeah. Dog, any of the series finale episodes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a funny fun story. Uh, a friend of mine who watches it constantly. Uh, I was at their house and uh, we were talking about movies, and I said I, I got on this uh, little kick of watching. Um, nuclear movies about the end of days and stuff like that and there's a lot of movies like that like the day after and stuff like that well there's one that's really sad it's a cartoon movie called when the wind blows and i told him how sad this movie was and so i left the house i went outside i was playing dominoes with some buddies of mine and when i came back in they were in tears and i'm like what's wrong oh we watched that movie why would you do that like <laughs> i told you it was gonna make you cry <laughs> like you're the idiot here yeah but it was made by like roger waters and robert plant so like that's it has a more emotional feel to it because the oh, music yeah. really hits differently. But no, I just like that, that the future back to Futurama. But like, I'm really excited that it's coming out because Futurama is always that undeserving show. Yeah, three times in a row. <laughs> but I can also understand Mount Grounding is like I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm so goddamn tired. Well, I mean, I kind of feel bad for the guy because it's like you know he had you know his breakout success with The Simpsons where he was able to basically call the shots and do whatever he wanted, and then he finally made Futurama. And then they just wanted The Simpsons Part 2. Yeah. And they kept trying to push and change it and morph it into Simpsons in space, the Jetsons to the Flintstones, yeah. you know, essentially. And they kept pushing against it, pushing against it, and that's when they kept getting all those cancellations. And And part of the beauty of the show is the adversity they were having to go through. Yeah, they're working class people. Now, well, not necessarily the characters, the adversity the writing team was having yeah. to go through to create the show even. Now they don't have that adversity. They have, we want this, we want this, let us have it. They're not having to work through adversity, much like a, a lot of times your favorite material from a band is the first like three or four records before they really make the big time. Because yeah. they were hungry, they were trying, they were throwing everything at the wall trying to make that success happen. And a lot of times they're able to maintain that quality through the success, but we've seen many times where that success hits and all of a sudden the creativity drops. Yeah, yeah it just goes to ship. And that's really kind of what it feels like here is like they want it too bad. So they're like, okay, fine. Well, we'll give you some things that look like Futurama then since you want it so bad. Especially because we had such a perfect ending. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, there's no reason. Like, we had talked about it before when we talked about Futurama. I said this, that last ending was perfect. Yeah. Hey, do you want to go out and do it again? You know, that that's perfect that means you could just start the show all over again and technically you're watching the show like and then a fucked up way you could technically start with that episode yeah you in a weird back. way like if someone's never seen the show before you could start them with that episode and then take them to season one episode one and it still be a full experience yeah but the, the, it'd think, almost be kind of pulp fiction-esque yeah i think i think with this one though they're going to delve a little too close to home where the uh 
art imitates life now so that's fine with the south park because that's south park's bread and fucking butter they've done it since like season four and they're good at it they're mass they, it's a master class in teaching that shit so this one i'm kind of curious you know who the showrunners are going to be on this one i know they brought everybody back uh john dimaggio especially katie seagal because they're not really doing anything right now so yeah it's gonna i think it's gonna be okay i'm not putting high hopes in it though this is the first show i'm actually going to watch that i don't have high hopes for really so you've got higher hopes for whatever they're planning on doing with king of the hill well more yeah really just because mike judge doesn't have so much pressure because beavis and butthead has such a high you know critic review not from just critics but from people Fuck even, the critics. even Fuck the critics. second season i think is better than yeah. the first one because i yeah. know you probably hadn't caught up on that yet. But, um but but the little bit i think i think i'm still about four or five episodes behind too i fell off but they keep delving into the tom anderson's war stories yeah. we keep getting more of those so he's like trying little new things with the format we keep getting different alternate beavis and Budheads. like we mm. knew spark beavis and smart butthead and then the alternate universe of you know the 90s one that grew up to yeah. today now we're getting like other variations where like what if beavis and butthead actually had become dads yeah. shit like that it's like we're getting a little bit more what if episodes and they're just really cool concepts and with so. beavis and butthead you can do that because the whole center of the show is two guys yeah who are just shitheads and you can't really shitheads are in every generation yeah but like you can't do that with like something like the simpsons you know it's been running for too long even when we were kids it was on for fucking 10 years and then 15 years and then 20 and now it's out for 34 years this year so now i remember uh, one of my favorite memories because like, i always associate and part of my love for the simpsons uh comes from this guy i knew named jeff young uh he was the brother of joe young and joe young was the longtime guitarist in any scene mm-hmm. um and his brother Jeff was basically like my uncle, and yeah. he was the one that turned me on to The Simpsons and King of the Hill. I mean, we kind of knew about King of the Hill, but he loved that one a lot more. But The Simpsons was his bread and butter, and I always remember just weekly when it was on syndication. All right, little Al, come here. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna watch some Simpsons now. And it's like I, I remember it any time an episode come on. Oh, all right, all right. I remember this one now. Look, right before this and the other episodes, this happened. This happened. This happened. Now, all right. Why was watch this? laughing at the commercial all right little i'll go give me a beer i'm gonna tell you a little more more about this so it's like anytime i think about the simpsons i immediately think of jeff young because he had such a love for it but i remember us watching the new episodes because we would catch the new episodes of king of the hill one of the ones specifically i remember uh was the episode where um dale had basically a mental breakdown he's like sitting on the swings uh crying and everything else i remember watching that episode brand new with him we were also watching the simpsons and even then he was going little loud this show just ain't what it used to be you know so it's like even then in the early days of king of the hill someone that was a hardcore fan of the show was just like it's still funny but man it's just not what it used to be it just ain't what it used to be oh king of the hill was one of those ones you grow with slowly but you still grow with Mm -hmm. and king of the hill was still firing on all cylinders but yeah when he watched the simpsons though he was just like I think that's same, good now. I think that's the same episode. I hope they have cigarettes in hell. I think that, that might be the one. I think that might be the episode I'm thinking of with Dale. Yeah. Either way, I remember it was in that same era. But yeah, so with King of the Hill, Simpsons, and now Futurama, everything from the late '90s animation domination is yeah. coming back. Yeah, that's a that's another problem I have. You know, is all the nostalgia stuff just blatantly coming back? Even though well, Simpsons never left. Yeah, but like you know, what I'm saying it's still. It's still a, hey, you want to make some money just real quick. 
And we'll be talking about that in our main topic. But, um, yeah, throw a new segment out here because I think both of us had about even number of little things we were going to bring to the table. So, you throw one out at me. So, like, uh, so San Diego Comic-Con uh, has announced that Marvel will not be attending this year. And, yes. Uh, also, DC is out. Yes, that's a recent development. Uh, uh, Marvel announced that, what, maybe a couple weeks ago? Yeah, um, DC was last week was when I heard it. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be weird. You know, that's their bread and butter. Basically, you, the two biggest comic book producing companies of all time aren't going to the comic convention, you know, the big one every year, like clockwork. Uh, but with Marvel going out, that means Disney's probably not going to show too much of their own stuff. Uh, for my do, Paramount's going to be big. They're going to be a big push from Paramount and Max, HBO Max. Um, those will be the two show runners and panels and that we'll be seeing, which if Paramount's, you know, with where they're going, man, I could see them really kicking ass as being another rival studio that is probably going to overtake Warner Brothers because uh, Warner Brothers is just blowing on all cylinders straight to hell. Like, well, it's because I feel like the reason why Paramount may even have a fighting chance is because we're starting to see a little bit more of the consolidation of streaming networks. Yeah. Everything branched off way hard and now it's kind of consolidating down some. Yeah, well, that's, that's the goal for everything is to make everything subscription-based so you're constantly paying. Uh, that's the goal of all the companies. And then there's going to be a consolidation. It's just like internet's going to constantly get better over time. So there's not going to be a really need for the old cable box anymore. So I think for them, when it comes to like the money part of it, it's really going to solid, like you said, consolidate down to maybe four streaming services because Amazon. Now you can get other streaming services through Amazon to a one kind of unified payment which that's coming up for me. My, my Amazon yearly payment's coming up. I'm just like, fuck, I forgot all about it. <laughs> there goes 200 bucks. <laughs> 130. Because I don't use all the other shit. <laughs> I think you should get money. Like, you should take it off if you don't use Amazon Music. Right. Even though it's automatically free. Like, every, all, all their Amazon shit's free if you just get Prime. And I'm just like, but I don't lose, use it. Can I just get it? Yeah, I don't use your cloud storage. I don't use your music service. But at the use... end of the day, I'm paying less than 10 bucks a month. So it's just like... It's still cheaper than fucking Netflix, which I ain't shit on Netflix right now. No fucking shit. I finished uh, The Witcher on there, the last of Henry Cavill's run, and I think there's going to be a volume two, and that's going to be it. They split the season up, and I'm just like, yeah, y'all are fucking this up, because this season was a banger, too. Like, <laughs> you did a great job. Let me ask you this. Do you think we're seeing the end of conventions? No, no. People are always going to want to go out and do those kind of things. It's like kind of saying the end of like festivals or something like that. I could see the end of them being as big. I well, can see this being more of a fan service. It's more going to it's going to turn into a fan service thing than more than anything. Okay, so let me maybe rephrase it. Do the conventions that we know as of today are we seeing the end of them before they reform into something else? Because think about it. PAX got canceled. E mm-hmm. three got canceled. Now. We've got major studios that are comic-based pulling out of Comic-Con. Yeah. I'm seeing just a lot of these large companies, not like not necessarily the goers, because we would still love going to these, but I'm seeing these large companies not seeing the value in it anymore. I think uh, on a business decision-wise, that's just a mistake on them. Uh, next year, they might just go back. I think another part of this is with Comic-Con – there's so much entertainment stuff coming out that it becomes kind of a slush fund of just uh, too much. Like if me and you were to go to San Diego Comic Con and Marvel and DC was there, we wouldn't see everything. We would be so far behind just because we would probably go to the Marvel section. 
and get kind of stuck there, kind of like cattled in there. And maybe some DC stuff, maybe some IDW type stuff coming out, maybe Warner Brothers. But also another part of this is E3 happens too. So that's the gaming one. And they still show movie type entertainment at E3. I think what we're going to see is a consolidation of both into one giant convention or what I would hope for is a spread out across the nation of the same kind of convention on the same day. So maybe San Diego Comic Con happens concurrently with the Charlotte Comic Con, you know, like but make them make you know make the studios come out, you know, send your liaisons out to the bigger cities and then start your convention there. Wouldn't that be more exciting to be like, hey, in New York people saw went to their Comic Con the same time San Diego's doing theirs. That would have been cool. Honestly, yeah. I, There's I, no reason to cattle people into fucking San Diego. Like a good example is South by Southwest. South by Southwest is one of the biggest fucking music venues, like music festivals in the U.S. Yeah, but it's also the same time as the Texas Film Festival, which is like the biggest fucking film festival, like Cannes. So yeah, like you're really corralling people in a fucked up part of the country just to social bullshit when they could just do it at home yeah and then and that i think that's what it really comes down to is just like i'm still gonna see the trailer at home on my tv with my cheer one l <laughs> drunker and shit taking edibles <laughs> man that new gremlins movie is gonna be the shit yeah so I, honestly i never thought about that though but that would be an interesting thing i do think that PAX, E3, Comic-Con, I think all of those as we know it are slowly going to go away because you can only have so many cancellations and pullouts so many years in a row before public faith goes away. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like they only have one more year of cancellations before they would have to roll up the carpet. But working off what you said, I think that's a fantastic idea. Have have it you know call it pop culture con because you already get stuff like galaxy con and the yeah. smalls and the heroes con over here which is kind of like our comic con yeah. you know so we'll we'll get the smaller versions throughout the u.s throughout the years but exactly what you said have it set up to where on a specific weekend nationwide is con weekend yeah You've got your West Coast one, you've got your Middle America one, and you've got your East Coast one. Yeah. Maybe put one or two in each region and rock it out all the same day. Each one is going to have, like, this is absolutely fake dub, but it's like each one is going to have your Warner Brothers panel that's going to show the new Batman trailer. Each one gets to see the Batman trailer. Yeah. Each of the main events are going to be there, but... You're going to have different vendors at each one. You're going to have different celebrities at each one. If you want to see, you know, Bruce Wayne's Batman, you got to go all the way to West Coast. If you want to see, you know, the Marvel characters, you got to come to the East Coast because guess what? They're probably in Atlanta filming, so they just got to go right up the road to fucking wherever to do that. You know, let's say they do uh, E3 America. Uh, E3 America West Coast. We're going to show the new DC and Warner Brothers stuff, but... E3 America East Coast is going to show the Marvel Disney stuff because Disney World's down here. You know, like so like you know what I'm saying? Like they could do that. Hell, what put it in Florida? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that that would be the only thing. I, I don't know why they pulled out of this kind of thing. It just seems like a like a cheap way to go out. Plus I, they're, maybe their marketing is just a little different right now considering every, everybody's up their own ass. Yeah. Who knows?
But in other news, scammers just can't quit scamming. Uh, back earlier this year, uh, there was a YouTuber, and it's a guy that I definitely recommend looking into because um, you've all, you like good mob stories, don't you, Chris? Always. So there's this guy named Coffeezilla on YouTube, and basically he covers current day mobsters, aka scammers. He follows fraudsters, and stuff like that. fraudsters, people that are getting into like these fake cryptos, all this stuff, and it's just huge Ponzi schemes. It's just the current day mobsters and gangsters yeah. funneling money without the murder. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> when they're YouTube scammers, I heard they murder a lot. <laughs> and someone recently that was in his crosshairs earlier this year was Logan Paul because he started up this crypto game called CryptoZoo. And essentially, okay. it if this is not his game, or you can like herd like Bigfoots, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> um, kind of. You're you're not too far off. Uh, so what it basically was. Was it mixed cryptocurrency with NFTs? Okay. Real, so, real cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. With NFTs. Okay. Okay. So. I just heard the word scam. <laughs> As soon as you said NFT, I'm just like modern art scam. Yep. Uh, so essentially what you did is you used your cryptocurrency to buy your NFT, and your NFT was an egg. Okay. Okay. After a certain amount of time, your egg will hatch in air quotes okay. Quote and turn into a one-of-a-kind animal hybrid one of a kind okay okay so you, you you remember like back in the early days where it's like you know it was like those five photos of nature you won't believe and like the screenshot was like an elephant's head on a fucking bird's body and shit like that or like a, a cat's face on a big shark you know yeah, some ripley's like weird taxidermy it's weird AI generated versions of that over and over. But here's the catch. No one's eggs hatched ever. So no one knew what they were getting. Okay. He took the money along with the rest of his crew and just fucking dipped. Okay. So, so uh, he basically created a pop-up restaurant, gave everybody food poison and, and dipped. Yeah. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. You know why? Because if I'm running, if I'm thinking of the same person, this is the same guy who got scammed out of like a shit ton of Pokemon cards. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. He got what he deserved. No, 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 no. He took the money. And yeah, ran. I'm saying. I know that. Yeah, but I'm saying he like, scammed his. He scammed yeah. his fans. Yeah, and their fans are stupid. They are. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, uh, yeah, he got scammed big time uh, by this guy who was selling Pokemon cards, and he spent. I, I think it was like a cool million. On some fucking Pokemon cards, turned out they were all GI Joe cards. <laughs> like he didn't look at them before he bought them. He just like bought them, and, and it was like the biggest like Pokemon collection of all time. It was like uh, all the first and second generations, three of each, and, like the rare ones and all this. Like, I remember it, that video. And, and I'm him opening the box and stuff, but GI Joe cards. I'm just like you, fucking idiot. Good for you. So I am paraphrasing all of this. It goes way deeper. Coffeezilla did like a multi-video series, and that was back in January. Okay. He calls out Logan, shows all the receipts, shows the money trail, shows where he hired like legit actual criminals to run things and yada, yada, yada. His first response was, shut the fuck up. You're about to hear from my lawyers. Mm -hmm. Then a few days later, it was, 
I'd like to thank CoffeeZilla for showing me, you know, the errors of my ways, yada, yada, yada. That's I'm a lawyer g- being like, you need to shut the fuck uh-huh. up. Uh, and then he was like, I've already got a plan in place to be able to refund everyone their money, yada, yada, yada. Flash forward all this time, he still hasn't done anything. Not only has he not done anything, he's not even mentioned it publicly again since. He's not being compelled by a court to do it. Well, (laughs) dude's been reaching out to him. The CoffeeZilla guy's been reaching out monthly. Be like, hey, Logan, just wondering the updates on this. Didn't hear anything in February. Didn't hear anything in March, April. May comes around. And it's just like, hey, um, I am letting you know that, you know, I told my audience I was going to do an update video in six months. And, you know, six months is coming up. I'd like a statement from you or anything. You know, I'm, I'm all about showing all sides of the story. You know, what what is your side of this? And he's showing like the screenshots of yeah. the messages. He's not fucking around. A day later, he gets a message from Logan's lawyers. Cease and desist. Essentially. Yeah. Basically just being like, he's working on it. We don't have a plan in place, but if you've got any questions, you can reach out to us in so many words. And that's where it stands now, where all of a sudden we don't know how to refund people their money after taking millions and millions from them. Yeah, fuck them. Like, I'm just like a, a, it's, it's, just, it's kind of like people who uh, kind of give money to like uh, the psychic network and stuff like that with uh, Miss Cleo. Yeah, it's the same goddamn thing. You know, uh, you're you're putting money into something that's not tangible. Yeah. So yeah, at some point, yeah, I kind of understand that getting scammed sucks, and if you spend a bunch of money on it, it's kind of on you for not testing the waters. You know what I'm saying? Testing the waters, really, Chris? Too soon. Too soon. I didn't say too soon. I didn't say seek to the bottom of the goddamn pool, did I? (laughs) No, dip dip a toe, motherfucker. (laughs) Dip a toe. Because I, I love the story of actual fraudsters who actually plan, you know, like the original Ponzi scheme. Oh, yeah, and the rug pulls and everything else. Yeah, like the MLMs and stuff like that. That's what I like. You know, it's no, but it's no different from like a seed faced church where you're just like, give me, put a dollar in the box. You know, that's the same goddamn thing. And Logan Paul, and I've noticed this a lot of YouTubers are just basically savages and animals when they talk about other YouTubers. There's nothing against CoffeeZilla, but it's just like, it's a weird form of journalism, yeah. actually, because like that's what that is. It's journalism. He's telling a story yeah. that is newsworthy, but at the end of the day, he's also kind of dipping down into the. This is the story of Logan Paul and how he fucking posted a picture of a dead body in a forest. <laughs> hey, remember that shit? That shit didn't go away. And then it's just like, I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, by the way, uh, Hillary Clinton eats babies. And it's just like, God damn it, dude. Why did you go to the Inquirer? You were like doing some New York Times kind of shit. And then you just went to the fucking Bat Boy finding yeah. Elvis. I will say, there is a lot of YouTubers that do that. That's part of the reason why I like coffee, though, is he doesn't do that yeah. kind of stuff. He's very, he's very much a money guy. Yeah. He only cares about money schemes and all that kind of stuff. I will stuff. say this. If a YouTuber makes a slight infraction they will eat that motherfucker alive but then you have apparently there was one that was accused of grooming children with a <sighs> ukulele and so it was like sang so, her apology okay. i haven't watched it i'm not going to watch it but i was just like so I'll, i can discuss that one a little bit you know the name of this person you don't know her actual name mm-hmm. the person that got in trouble was miranda sings yeah. one of the early youtubers along with like yeah. pewdiepie and markiplier and all that she was a huge popular youtuber back in the day and here's the thing yes if someone makes one wrong move the youtube community will jump on I was them blood and water here's my stance on this one 
you're being accused of grooming, okay? Don't pull out your ukulele and sing about hopping on the train of the misinformation train. Oh, my God. She's writing a song, singing a song about people calling her out. But nowhere in the song was her defending herself, proving them wrong, doing anything. She wasn't defending herself at all. All she did was make a song making fun of people calling her out and to a point laughing at her victims. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's goddamn entertaining is what it is. It's very entertaining, but it is also very fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hear stuff like that. I just, you know, if they're doing something really bad, like the Logan Paul, like going back to him real quick, you know, he's the most notorious YouTuber for fucking up from what I understand. Uh, he's a, he, I know more about him, even though I've not watched a single bit of his content. Because the Paul, uh, he's got a brother too, I believe. Uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul, who's uh, boxing, which I do kind of follow that. But apparently, it's uh, YouTube YouTube stars are now getting into the boxing ring, which I think is hilarious. That yeah, you're you got Logan and KSI, I think, is yeah. another one. Yeah, so like they're they're, they're going to box each other, and it's going to be a big thing. And I'm just like, this is the Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg bullshit. It, that's not real fighters. They're not real fighters. They're they they fought people on TV. Side note: If that does happen. I'm I'm putting money on it now. Zuckerberg's winning that thing. Oh yeah, you don't think Elon Musk is going to show his real exoskeleton popping out of his spine? No, the the fucking Facebook Android <laughs> knows jujitsu. Yes, yeah. So does Tom Hardy. <laughs> that, but that mother. But Elon knows nothing. Elon would get winded walking between his two factories. Okay, that motherfucker can't do shit. It, even though, and look, and here's the thing: that's what people always forget. It's always the wiry motherfuckers that'll surprise you. I'm just like. And as much as Zuckerberg's a fucking weirdo, he's also the kind of weirdo that would shut his brain off and do nothing but learn martial arts for an entire year and then come back and be like, fuck with me. The other reason I don't think it's a big deal is because, first of all, they're in two different weight classes, which is a big deal in fighting. Granted, this is a a stunt thing. It is. It's what pride fighting used to be all about, the stunt fight. Hey, what would happen if Muhammad Ali fought Bruce Lee? Well, if you could tell a, a an over six foot tall, two hundred pound man to beat the shit out of a five foot one little fella, granted he knows martial arts, but like that's what that is. It's a spectacle. It, oh, this, yeah. this is that the the late seventies, early eighties boxing where it's just like I got Chuck Wepner in a fucking ring with a bear. Like this 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 is what that is, and I don't think it's going to go through. If it does, it's just going to be a sham kind of thing. No, no, no. It's not going to be going through because supposedly I, I, I saw this making its rounds. I never went to verify it, mainly because there's certain things I really do like getting verified evidence on. And sometimes the head cannon is just more fun. Yeah. I did see this article. It says, quote, the fight has been canceled. Elon Musk's mother pulls the plug on Dana White's UFC plan for her son and Mark Zuckerberg. I want to know how Dana White would have got, got away with that, because there are certain rules with weight classes that you can't have one guy weigh so much more than the other guy even if it's kind of a spectacle kind of thing yeah i would would just be kind of curious because like size wise elon musk is heavier so mark zuckerberg wouldn't have been allowed to fight him to begin with right you're perfectly right he probably would have kicked the shit out of the dude but i don't care about watching billionaires fight i watch millionaires play football so i don't give a fuck about watching (laughs) billionaires beat the shit out of each other if they were in space that's something else 
that's something totally at I was going to say, uh, uh, what was that movie from the uh, 70s that later on Wacky Weight Races kind of goofed on? Um, fuck. Million Dollar Run. Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run, yes. Yeah. We, we need Cannonball Run, but with millionaires and rocket ships. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. <laughs> and just one country, just, just itch it on the trigger to shoot mm-hmm. something in space and kill them both. <laughs> I wonder how many people are just yelling at their phones right now, Cannonball Run, you dumb motherfucker! Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but nah, I just... I don't know. I, don't, I didn't care much about that when I first heard about it. And... I, I watched a few I watched the I watched her video and then I watched a few people that I'll, I'll trust because they're kind of middle of the road they're not like those you know rip people down you know kind of YouTubers they just yeah. more or less look at it and go well here's what I think anyway see ya yeah. <laughs> that's kind of that's, those see are the, the ones around yeah yeah, yeah so they're just like yep so that's um that's something new uh come back tomorrow i'll talk about something else see ya so yeah i've watched a few of those and yeah she's just she's she's yeah i'm i really have nothing to say other than train wreck just absolute train wreck <laughs> but yeah going on rich people and uh weird sciencey bullshit uh dune released a new trailer for their uh sequel to, to the uh dune yes dune 2 dune 2 so that's i think it's gonna be dune 2 duh yeah <laughs> dune, it, looks, duh. it looks really good uh, I'm big. I'm a big fan of the original book. Uh, the people that did an awesome job covering the first like seven chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the hard part. Is that book is just a lot of like mind talking. Yeah. To yourself. And, uh, I'm really. I'm really excited. It looks really good. The the Zendaya chick looked great. Yeah. I, from what I understood, uh, they actually filmed both of those movies pretty close together. Yeah. Uh, there's only been a little bit added. Christopher Walken's coming back to the screen for this one. Um, he had uh, retired short for like a short period of time. Yeah, and he came back to this uh, to play the the big the big emperor guy. So um, yeah, I'm really excited about that coming out. I think that's looks fantastic. Well, I think we've prolonged the inevitable enough. I think it's time for us to get on into our main topic and discuss Batman. No, sorry, the Flash. Ah, yes, The Flash, brought to you by Bet Barter and the Woo Man. <laughs> These no. people have no goddamn respect for what the things were done in the old days. <laughs> no, I I have no shame at all. I did not go to the theater and watch this. I, I was a pirate, and uh, the version that I was able to find um, definitely let me know that Bet Barter uh, was the one that uploaded this video. And I also say it was brought to you by the Woo Man, because I'm sure I'll insert a little piece of the audio every so mm-hmm. often, but there was a guy that was probably the most hyped I've heard anyone for this movie. Yeah, this, like this, you, know, you know this guy when you see him is just like he never talks about Marvel or how awesome they are. He's just like the fucking DC Universe is the best goddamn thing ever. Yep. He is that guy through and through and Every time a big moment happened, whether it be Supergirl showed up on screen or the the I'm Batman line happened. (laughs) Religiously, like at first, the first few times it happened, I thought it was the audio from the movie. And I'm like, Flash is like really hype. But then I slowly realized, I was like, wait, no, this is an audience member. This dude did at least 20 times during this video. And the thing was... If it wasn't for Wu Man, 
I wouldn't have enjoyed the movie quite yeah. as much. Woo Man made it a little it better. Just, it just reminds me of like the old days of like before streaming services where you could watch movies through streaming through third party websites, and it was always like theater cuts. And yeah, it's always those people. That's it. Kind of reminds you of going like opening night, and like let's say like it's opening night, and there's there's like a, a good version of this is uh, the Doctor Strange movie, and you go see that in theaters, and a scary thing happens that you're not expecting, and one, one person they're like, ah. like, you know, say like that's my favorite thing. Like I remember, I remember like we go to the Rise of Skywalker opening, and I was the asshole because I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> when yes, Chewbacca you, dies." Yeah, you were that guy when we had our Chewbacca fake out. I had money like, on. Ha! I had money on. I had fuck, hell yeah, like I had money on no shit. <laughs> and then it was quickly whisked away from you. And then it was just like, God, can't have nothing in this goddamn town. But I got a buck off that movie. Yep. Because I told one of my coworkers that uh, Ray suck. Was, well, no, I, t- <laughs> I should have. But no, I was told. Uh, I told him that uh, Ray was going to be a Skywalker. Yeah. And technically, I won because what did she say right at the end of the movie? I'm Ray Skywalker. Fuck no, you. The, I win. The old lady said, "No, no, 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 no. You're not a Skywalker. They're all dead." <laughs> I saw. I was one of the stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru ate some dirt. See, so, yeah. Uh, so, and the other part that actually made this movie funnier was again letting me know over and over that this movie was brought to me by bet barters. Some of like the most silent. In like emotional moments would all of a sudden be interrupted by like this like computer generated voice you made me get struck by lightning I, I think he's naked through the floor I'm terrified this movie is presented by betbutter.com you won't even tell me why you're here <laughs> so that, that honestly made some of the moments better um, and usually we would kind of go through plot point by plot point but you know what I think this is the first time in the history of Couch Potatoes, in the history that both of us are a hater of this movie. Because usually one or the other will be. Either you won't dig on something, and I'm like, you know, I thought it was actually pretty good. Or vice versa. There's been some times I really didn't dig on something, but you'll like legit defend it, like Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. I didn't dig on Love and Thunder, but th- you had some good arguments. You you, yeah. you had a little bit of defense for that movie. And, and, then, and let's think about this movie. That It's kind of like that, but worse. It there are legitimate things in the movie that are not really entertaining, but neat. Yes. Uh, we were talking about that because uh, you came in midway through yeah. me being able to watch it. And there were definitely cool moments. There were moments where you're like, wow, that's actually kind of cool. That was actually a really nice yeah. fight sequence. Or, you know, that was actually kind of well choreographed. And then you take that little step back and go, the CGI looks like what YouTubers upload. Yeah, and no shame on YouTubers. You know, you guys aren't working with great resources. They are. That I'm, I'm using that as the comparison, yeah. being like YouTubers are creating like better quality content. Yeah, it's it's just fucking wild, man. Like I'm I'm a big fan of some of the CW shows DC has done, and the Flash was a fun show. Granted, it's always the the comicy thing is I gotta go faster. That's that's the Flash though. That's him. It's just like it's not like Superman is like I gotta beat him harder next time. It's like no, because if you do that, you kill him. <laughs> but the Flash is always run. That's his gimmick. That's his. That's where he does everything. He's the most plain Jane superhero in the in the thing. He has he can do this one thing. There's variations of it, but it's just this one thing. It's always that. And you thought you could take that simplicity and make a two-hour movie out of it. That's another problem I had. Was it two and what two hours and fifteen minutes? Roughly, yeah. What the fuck? That's not even credits. That's two hours and fifteen of no credits. What the fuck? I get it. You're trying to tell a, a complex story off source material you obviously didn't read. 
<laughs> like someone paraphr- I'm pretty sure you watch Comistorian on fucking uh, YouTube, the comic story guy, and watched a video and like skip to it to just avoid ads, and yeah. then you skip through main things. <laughs> That's how I thought this movie was written. It uh, it it's just so fucking weird to watch. I, like the the they're basing it off the comic, the Flashpoint. Yep, uh, Flashpoint paradox. Granted that it's a weird comic. It is. I, I, I read it. Uh, they tried to make an animated show movie out of it. It's neat. It's one of the closer animated movies to the source material. It's it's very elaborate. It's very brutal in it uh, very quickly. And this is what they were trying to do with it. And I, I know you're not going to be able to tell that fucking story in one movie or probably not even three, two hour long movies. But God damn, you cherry pick some bad shit. Like you looked at that and picked the wrong thing every time. Yeah. What the fuck? And, and here's the thing. My, my overarching thoughts on the movie would be it started out strong and ended okay everything else in the middle was like oh my god what the hell because i thought the intro was pretty clever where we had flash trying to you know order his breakfast the barista sandwich guy is just chatty and talking forever alfred calls him you know forces him in he's bitching about having to do it i know i'm the cleanup guy but why is it always a bat cleanup duty why is it always bat shit i'm cleaning up and then you know saves the cgi babies does that whole weird intro gets back to the shop by the time the guy's finishing you know making his breakfast so pretty cool little intro i'm like all right this establishes the character pretty well i'm digging on it and even the whole concept of him going back into time to you know try to save his mom i'm still it's a fun ride i'm not in i'm just not i'm sitting here going like wow dc's on top but okay i can at least have fun with this ride and then basically by the time he goes back in time, it slowly just starts crumbling for me. Yeah, well, we've seen enough time travel movies to kind of know how you should do it and how you should and maybe kind of make it relatable, even though it's some far off science, probably the most far off science fiction element since like aliens. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But also this is where the movie just, my first i'll let it go moment that was you know so you get the batman the flash you know meet up blah 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 in daytime by the way oh uh real quick actually before we get to that so in full fairness of giving this movie it's good moments i was making notes up to a point before i just started face palming too hard and then just said fuck it to notes oh shit chris is here okay <laughs> yeah basically um no, actually, I, I still made a few notes even when you were here. Yeah. Um, one, I thought it was funny that uh, there was a scene where a guy would rather commit suicide than fight Batman. Yeah. Uh, the Ben Affleck Batman. That was yeah. a funny moment where ba- Ben Affleck Batman's just whooping ass. He gets up to this one guy and he just jumps the fuck out of the plane. Yeah. He's just like, I'm not even trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's quite a few jokes in this movie that I mentioned this off air and you were like, yeah, those were probably written before Ezra Miller got into mm-hmm. some trouble. But there's two jokes in here specifically that hit a little too close to home to Ezra and his uh, allegations. Uh, well, their allegations, whatever, Ezra's allegations. One was uh, during the big Justice League moment where uh, Wonder Woman shows up as well and Batman's holding the lasso of truth and says, you know, if I really wanted to stop crime, I'd actually just use my money to get rid of poverty, <laughs> which was actually also a funny line. But in that moment, Barry touches it and he goes, I understand what the concept of sex is, but I've never had it. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe not. Maybe mm. of all the things you cut out of the movie, maybe that could have been one. That that could have been a line or a reshoot something. Yeah, yeah. Considering the allegations, he's he's kind of far from a virgin. <laughs> kind of far from it. And, and there was also a second joke uh, after uh, he runs after he runs through time and gets back through there. He's uh, talking with his younger self, and he's just like, "But if I drug you." that would be okay because it's like just drugging me so he's like justifying drugging someone yeah. also in a scene so yeah also maybe not the weirdest one to uh or maybe a weird one that we could have yeah it's not, know, the, done. it's not the worst and also random what the fuck the first like continuity what the fuck moment happened okay mom dies knife to the chest dad yelling at barry barry call 911 what does barry do he doesn't reach for a fucking phone. He runs outside. Barry, listen to your fucking dad and call 911, you dumbass. Why are you running outside? I will, I will grant this. I will toss this up to a thing I let go just because it's like, oh, no, he just saw a bunch of lightning and his mom's dead. And, yeah, he probably should run outside to vomit <laughs> because he just saw a spectral ghost. But that's murder. not what happened. He didn't run outside to vomit. Yeah. He's down on one and be like, now my mind was your emergency. Mom got the... Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I, I kind of let that go because that's kind of what happens in the comic. He does run outside and he flees. And, keep, and that's one of those one things in superhero storytelling that keep the same. Like, yeah, we did shoot both the parents in Bruce Wayne. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> this one bothered me because, okay, you're telling an ep- a, a, a story of these comic characters who live the same like a parallel universe all the time right yeah. it's it's just boom 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 okay that's fine i'll i'll let the, you know that's that's what comics are uh, great mythical retellings of stories that's always fun uh sometimes it's fun to have a haunt aunt may it works out. Sometimes your Joey Diaz is bleeding out in the street. In, my, in the universe where I direct it. Hey, hey, I don't know who shot me. Get Detective Pikachu. I know I'm so good. Give him a pack of get him a pack, give him a black amount first. That's, that's the only way he can solve crimes. Give him a black amount and a latte. Oh, dude, Spider Man in the Pokemon universe? That'd be ter- terrifying. Oh my god, he'd be a villain. <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, the Spider Man. That's a Pokemon. Someone's trying to capture that motherfucker. <laughs> but uh. And also, when uh, Barry stopped time, that was also a pretty cool scene. But then immediately yeah. ruined by the Love and Thunder floating head. Yeah. Uh, I did like the fact, like, one of the things, like, just to go to the beginning, was the fact that they brought Jeremy Irons back to play Alfred. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck did a good job again. Uh, yes. Very action, action-oriented. action And it was fun. And But the, the CGI save scene was fucking weird it wasn't bad it was just weird i think the worst cgi was the first bit we saw where he was running through the city toward the problem oh he runs that, funny that looked horrible it does like this running slide because i've seen i've seen how they do it they have him up on hooks and shit and he's running in place and i'm just like y'all could have just hired a track guy to be like a consultant on how to run fast i'm just saying i get it he's flowing through time and whatnots but and whatnots but i think this is the part where we find out like if we were to actually look into it a little bit harder it'll probably come out later on but this is what director one was deciding or director two was deciding and the other guy who replaced him and the guy who replaced him didn't bother to watch that yeah. until the editing cut until the editing part came in and it's just like fuck this 17 hour movie sucks because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like it feels it feels like a long movie 
and and it does and and the problem was is uh, the reason why i said i was still at least invested up to this point is everything is central to save mom yeah which does play into the motif that um bruce wayne instilled upon barry during the justice league movie which is I'm still not sure about my powers. I'm not as I'm not as smart or as strong as you guys. I don't know what I can mm-hmm. do. And Ben Affleck just kinda looks at him and goes, just save one. Yeah, start with that. Start with one. And he runs out there, saves one. He's like, Good. Now do it again. So it's like that's the whole thing that started the flash. Just save one. So yeah, he's following that motif. I'm trying to save one, my important one, my mom. Yeah. I need to prove my dad's innocence by saving my mom. So that's the through line so far. Meets younger him, younger self, and honestly, there was just a lot of missed opportunities with that. There, there could have been a lot more funny mind games. Because yeah. imagine meeting your younger self and trying to trick your younger self and convince your younger self to do something. And you is, would probably have to think at it with a little bit more of an adult mind to get your younger self to believe you. Yeah, so like this is a, a good time travel trope. Yeah. A lot of times. My favorite version of this is in that show, The Umbrella Academy, where he's just like, you n- never meet yourself in time. because And, it's, and they basically break it down to like, uh, yeah, so you'll start getting itchy real bad. You'll get your eyesight will go bad, and then you'll start going rabid because you saw yourself over there. That's funny. Yeah, this this one changes the tone, and I kind of hate it for this uh, because it's another tone shift. Yeah. Hey, let's hey, the Barry Allen mom thing. That's the most serious thing the Flash is ever going to do, and that's what pa- Flashpoint was. This is a story of why you shouldn't fuck with time. Yeah. And you are the you should you of all people. Not Batman, Superman, whatever character. You are the most responsible one because you're the one going in it too much. And they did kind of keep that one trope, not a trope, but that one line. It's just like you can't solve everything, which is I love that. That's, that would could if you had made that the theme the whole movie. Yeah, that that would have been perfect. But we lose so many threads throughout the movie because it's so jumbled. Well, the, yeah, the tone shift happens too much and. It could have been two movies. Like honestly, it really could have. But you you can't do slapstick comedy and then say, "Oh, let's just get serious and no transition in between." There are a lot of moments where that happens, especially in the later on where it gets super serious and then it's just funny. Yeah. Or very like positive entertaining. You know, that's mm-hmm. not what you're looking for. You know, you, you got to set a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And then also follows kind of fucked up, which they call it back at the end of the movie, which was he finally reveals to his younger self that, you know, oh, tonight's the night you get your powers. So let's get you set up so you can get your powers. And of course, it doesn't fully work out. The lightning goes through him. But in the process, he loses a tooth. Yeah. I don't understand that. Aside from calling it back again at the very end. Why did he lose a tooth? This is a, a weird thing I know. I don't know why I know it. I probably read it when I was a kid. But some people, when they get struck by lightning, when they bite down, they'll break a tooth out of place. Right. And that's the only reason I could think they did that. Because other, like, than, other than that, it never served anything else in the movie. It's not like that was going to be... Because I was thinking maybe that's going to be like a signifier to show who the real Flash of yeah. what timeline is. You know, something needs to be proven to show who the real Flash is. Because I knew there was going to be like an evil Flash or a bad Flash in the movie. So who knows? Maybe he looks exactly like yeah. our Flash. And that's going to be the thing. He's like, no. Pops that uh, glued in tooth. And he's just like, I'm the fucking real one. And they're like, oh, shit. No. 
it, the only callback was at the end for when it made him look like he just turned into a meth head. Yep. It served no purpose. He's out in front of a courthouse speaking nonsensical shit with losing his teeth. Yeah, he's a meth head. <laughs> and he wants to go fast. Yeah. Fast as fuck, boy. Fast as fuck, boy. That would have been bunny entertaining if they had put that in there somewhere. Fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> and I thought the uh, scene immediately after, because that's when he loses his powers and then young Barry gains his powers. Mm. But when he's learning that he lost his powers when he's running in a circle and like that like hallway area mm. it's kind of that it's that running motion you were talking yeah. about just without any effect. and if that was like the most of the movie where it slowly progresses to seriousness yeah sure whatever that could have been the first Flash movie yeah part one you know but no you you had to show me some fucking really like serious shit and he ruined it yeah and it felt like Zack Snyder had already shot some of those scenes and that's why it looks like that and mm-hmm. they're just like no no this ain't Zack Snyder this is James Gunn this is this is the guy we had that one week yeah and then <laughs> this is six other people's yeah, project this, and too now, and now Andy Machete has to keep his fucking name on it and you're talking about one of the guys that made one of the best horror singles and sequel in a long time granted it was a reboot but damn you did a great job doing it and now you're fucking Jesus, man. <laughs> I will say it was really cool uh, them going down the line talking about um, real life alternate actors that almost played in movies. That yeah. was a fun Easter egg because, again, there were fun moments. Yeah. And that was a fun moment realizing that uh, Eric Stoltz, who was originally supposed to play Marty McFly, wound up playing Marty McFly. And then conversely, Michael J. Fox was in Footlo- Footloose which he also auditioned for at the time. And at one point, Michael J. Fox actually did, uh, no, sorry, Kevin Bacon actually did audition for the role of Maverick in Top Gun. Yeah. So they made him Maverick in Top Gun. So that was one of those, hey, that's a fun moment. And that's a, and that's a positive for this movie, but with the tone really fucks everything up. It does. (laughs) It's kind of like... And bear in mind... At this point in the movie, we're about an hour and a half in, maybe mm. hour 15 in. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it took an hour to get here. It took an hour to get here, and we've had maybe four positive things to say in an hour-long part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we're just focusing on the positive because that's what we do, but there's a lot of fucking bullshit in between all this. Yeah, so going to the next part, I think uh, uh, this is where they decide to go after Bruce Wayne. Yes, uh, this is when they show up to uh, Wayne Manor, and we get our reveal of Bruce Wayne. Which I personally thought was crap. Yeah, the, the swinging home- homeless guy you know, into the kitchen. I, I don't know. There's so many ways you could have revealed old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then when you get long, white-haired, goateed... Uh, wearing slippers and pajama pants yeah when you get the fucking big lebowski fucking swinging from chandeliers and kicking folks and then it's like oh no that's michael keaton's batman yeah i don't know i would have even it would have been cool like we've discussed before the batman beyond style where knock on the door and yeah bruce wayne's a little old and he's a little decrepit and answers the door has a cane he's got a cane that's fine but I don't know. The stringy long hair with the goatee is what threw me. So like, I, can, I that's one of those let it goes. One of the one of twenty. <laughs> uh, that's one of the let it go moments for me. But what didn't make, I don't know why it, it didn't make sense, was 
in this world, things are just a little off. But he says something. He's like, oh, no, Gotham's not like it used to be. I'm no longer needed. Yeah, he was saying Gotham is, like, really safe now. Yeah, so now there is no supervillains in Gotham, first of all. You're in the goddamn Tim Burton Batman movies. There's nothing but crime in Gotham. I'm pretty sure the sun doesn't even shine on that goddamn city. It's just the gloomy Batman all the time, and it's you, motherfucker. Yeah. You did not solve crime. There's literally... Danny DeVito was literally a supervillain. So, okay. <laughs> let it go. God damn it. Number 21. It, number 21. <laughs> and, <laughs> How many times can we let it go, though? I don't know. I think it's like five per minute. <laughs> um, before it just turns into Bugs Bunny's version of Schindler's List. Um, but god damn, dude. Like, you could tell Michael Keaton actually tried on this. And I hate that. because Not that he tried, but because they wasted what he did. Because a lot of people in this, uh, you know, there are some people who actually gave it worth a fuck. Yeah. I imagine it is hard for someone like Ezra Miller or any actor to play a double of themselves and act with a stand-in, even though, you know, you have a certain walk or, you know, character development. So, yeah, trying to do that with a stunt double or a guy probably in green screen, you know, it's going to fucking suck. Yeah. I digress, though, because Jesus Christ, this, the Michael Keaton Batman is a very a certain type of cookie you know what i'm saying like this is a certain flavor you uh me and you had talked about it, like uh it wasn't your batman when you, yeah so so to kind of clarify on that i technically grew up with michael keaton batman that was right in my era of watching batman on you know television but when it came to my batman i like the animated series i like mask of the phantasm i was the really kevin conroy batman yes i was really drawn in by that batman if it, if i want to call any childhood batman my batman it's kevin conroy that was my batman yeah, the animated series the first live action movie that i really enjoyed which this used to be as sacrilegious saying you like the amazing spider-man movies but with time or the star wars prequels but with time everyone comes around and now it's not as sacrilege to say my batman was the christian bell batman and i still yeah. really enjoy those three movies they're a different tone it's a different style but that was my live action batman that i connected with and that i enjoyed so i didn't have the nostalgic love yeah. that a lot of people do for the Keaton Batman. And I called it immediately. We talked over the entire exposition between two berries in the Batcave. Because yeah. all they were doing was talking about mom again to try to keep all this shit connected. Yeah. But the entire time I was saying, the only reason they have this scene are for people like, I love them, but for people like Kevin Smith to fucking jizz themselves over because they're showing so many different scenes of the Keaton Batcave. That's the only reason why it was there. It's a nostalgia pull. That's that's what this this is really was. And because shortly after, what did we get? Oh, what is this? Peels back the tarp and it's the classic Batmobile. And then within a few seconds after that, we get Keaton walking yeah. in with his cow after saying no to being Batman. He goes, yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm Batman. And I call I was hoping that was going to be a trailer scene. Uh, we no. talked about that on the show. I said I hope that's a trailer scene. No, it's all in there, man. It's just it all in there. It was in there and it felt so weird, much like about maybe 30 minutes later, he goes, "Okay. Well, if you want to get nuts, 
Let's get nuts. Brought to you by. <laughs> yeah. It's a goddamn Planters commercial. Or but no, it's, it's a bit better. Uh, oh. it, it, it is. It's not. It doesn't fit well. It doesn't. But nothing fits well in this movie. And sometimes when that happens, you get really good movies. Like when everything is just a jumble fucking mess. Sometimes it's very entertaining. I think just the only reason it was so upsetting to this for me was because. There's a good movie in there. Yeah, I'm watching it going, there's a good movie in here. It just didn't happen. And I think that's what makes me more upset about it. Is like, I look at something like Morbius, Mm -hmm. and even though I still haven't seen the movie, I can watch the trailer and go, from the ground up, that's probably a shit show. You know? I can look at this and go, nah, there's a good movie in here. We just didn't get it. And I think that's the only reason it made me so annoyed watching it. Is it just wasn't a bad movie. It was a good movie that was bad. Yeah. And this uh, the, uh, the real big fuck you in this is, you know, in hindsight and watching it, especially like the second time, is it gets worse because you know it's not going to go anywhere. You know, Marvel will always be another phase or something like that. But this ain't going anywhere, you know. How many times does DC have to make a Batman movie? Like that's a jo- like you know that's a running joke, but this is basically a Batman movie, and it it just sucks. Like it like I hate saying that about a movie, but like if I was in a theater, I probably would have walked out. And and you and folks know after listening and $17 to seventeen dollars is seventeen fucking dollars, folks. <laughs> and the thing is, is folks know us by now. You know we've been doing this show long enough. We we don't sit here and shit on something. No. You know, even Love and Thunder. I may have groaned a little bit, but I was still talking about a lot of the Rainbow in the Dark Place at the abandoned. Fuck yeah. Like. Yeah. So like, and even She Hulk, we just decided to not cover it. Yeah. You know, so it's like even if we don't like something, we just decide to not talk about it. Yeah. But this this just a hit different. This a hit so different, and so yeah. So they meet up, and then they get Supergirl, and that scene was pretty. And this was another one of those cool moments after they break Supergirl out, and since she whoops ass up on that rooftop, <laughs> fucking cool moment. She is just going through there whooping ass. You see uh, Keaton's bat rubber Batman that I started coining throughout yeah. the movie because the CGI again looks very half baked, and he looked like one of those fucking. I've, I've got these uh, kiss. Uh, rubberized kind of you can pose them in any position yeah. their entire body is rubber it looked like just one of those Batman characters just and yeah. the kids holding them just flapping them through the air yeah. <laughs> a lot of it is you know the stunt work for you know the guys playing Michael Keane obviously yeah but the CGI like you're not going to notice it in the trailer but when you're watching the movie itself you really start seeing hey his head's bigger than his goddamn body should be and I'm just thinking of all the stuff you did with all these practical fucking suits, like Henry Cavill's and Supergirl. They look, they're they're, they're poured into them motherfuckers. Like that's what that suit suit, and you couldn't do that for the Flash. I get it. You did the whole let me take them apart, and put a put them back together with Barry too, when he had his Flash suit because it just looks awful. It yeah. just looks like uh, uh, Batman Red, <laughs> who worked, who got his ass kicked in the street. But you know that. That looked better because yeah. it was practical. It looked like an actual thing, tangible. Mm-hmm. But this is like that Green Lantern level bullshit where it's just. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that, I, I was. And honestly, um, all's fair. 
I didn't like the Tony Stark suits near the end. Yeah. Like during like Endgame and Infinity War, they looked too slick. It was using that nanotech thing yeah. so that it had like a different finish on it. It was all, and it was it looks, all CGI. Yeah, and it looked so rubbery and just it didn't look right. And you could have done you like go back to like Iron Man one and two. Those he walked around in those motherfuckers. And like they those, looked great. He was uncomfortable as fuck, but yeah, he did fuck it. You, they looked great. Yeah, they looked great. But, <laughs> How much are we paying you, RDJ? Fucking, get, you're, you can get a little uncomfortable. But like the <laughs> the Spider Man suits are the same way. You know, there were some CGI scenes you got to do, but guess what? Those guys actually were physically fit enough to do some of that crazy shit. So yeah, it, it, you can do a practical suit. And and a lot of times you'll do a practical suit and then sweeten it with CGI, yeah. and that looks fine because like the Spider-Man uh, mask is completely CGI yeah. every time, but it looks good because the it's literally wireframed on a physical mask. Yeah. But with the with the Flash one though, with the CW, what they did on regular television. The suit looks better in regular television. I get it. You want to do the fake lightning and everything. I get that, but you don't have to do that. Like you know, like you said before, this is a practical effects, and let's put some green streaks in it so we can do the CGI. Nope, I'll just fucked it up again and again. Yeah. I, I, I let go of the baby thing. I let that go. The weird baby faces. Nah, but the suit sucked. <laughs> So at some point during this clusterfuck of a movie, um, he teaches young Barry how to do the time reversal because uh, Superwoman and Batman get killed in the line of fighting uh, Darkseid again. Which no, he, Zod. Zod. Because Zod just randomly shows the fuck up again. Yeah, so uh, go back to the they free and her. It's, it's from Flashpoint where they find Clark has been under a red light the whole time and he just doesn't work and even when he gets powerful he's still this lanky victim and this is a direct copy of man of steel at some point where they're just like oh hey these new kryptonians just showed up uh they're not like clark when they who grew up on earth so you got sunlight all the time which is you know superman's bread and butter so in Man of Steel, when they come out of their spaceship for the first time, everything goes to shit because one of his eyes is burning and he takes his fucking helmet off and blows up a tank. Because guess what? Now he's getting his powers all at once. He doesn't have a puberty like the Superman tales are. You know, like, oh, this is when Clark learned how to run really fast or just really strong as a child. Yeah. Nah, they fucked this in the ass. Like, god damn, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, I get it. You know, Supergirl going up in the air fighting these guys and guess what she slowed down she had to actually be in a fucking plane for fuck's sake yeah she she's getting them but she's getting them really slowly we see that and they show that for that one kryptonian but these other ones you hired just automatically out the gate just start fucking shit up nah i'm sorry i'm sorry dump continuity air out the ass if you're going to do something like that and and the entire following scenes leading up to that were just absolutely asinine like the there was that sewer moment that made me laugh so hard because <laughs> they're running through the halls trying to get supergirl out of there to they get to the rooftop so they could do the whole big fight showdown we just discussed yeah. And they run into one guy, and it's like this old dude with a fucking cup of coffee. And Keaton Batman looks at him and does the little, like, yeah, like swelling up like on, a him. Stunt on him. Yeah, the dude doesn't move. 
And he does it again. Yeah. And the dude still doesn't move. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. <sighs> what? <laughs> and then the guy pulls out a gun. Yeah. Barry slows down time to, like, move him out of the way and, like, push him into, like, the train area. But at the same time, gets a bullet through his leg in which Batman immediately jumps over him and starts fighting a horde of people that show up out of nowhere, pulls up his cape, and starts blocking all the bullets. Yeah. You're meaning to tell me that Barry's not using the same sort of stretchy technology in his suit to prevent a bullet that Batman has in his cape? That you can clearly see his spine through, yeah. yet bullets are ricocheting. Uh, I'm sorry, it's just those little things that honestly get under my skin because, yes, it is an action fantasy movie, but at the same time, within action fantasy, there's still established rules. And in order for you to get into true escapism, you still have to follow certain rules of that universe. And that to me just felt very like. We want this to happen, then we want this to happen, so we, we're just going to make it happen. Whatever the case. And it just... Between Batman just swelling up on a motherfucker, the Flash getting his leg shot, and it never getting brought up again. Like, he's totally fine afterward. The, 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 it, they use a lot of MacGuffins in this movie. Oh, no, it'll heal. Yeah. That's it. Uh, that, that, that covers up for editing and, and shotting and you know, go, retakes. Going back, going back to, like, the... the you had not seen Man of Steel. No. You have not seen it. The climax kind of really kicks off in a desert location in the Zack Snyder Man of Steel. And that's what, you know, they kept that similar. What makes it out of context is, okay, so Zod knows he has powers, which he didn't know when he showed up on Earth to be in the Man of Steel movie. It was one of those things that just happened because he's like, holy fuck, something's wrong, something's wrong. Oh, wait, no. These guys are pissed saying I'm a god. And that's what the, you know, they, they slowly realize. This one, though, they just walk out the goddamn ship ready to like piss on a tank and melt it. Like, it, it just really fucked with me a little bit. And, but you did... They kind of, it's kind of like those people uh, who get told to do something, like re, like research, and they just watch the TikTok video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just kind of cherry picked. Like, hey, uh, tell me, tell me about the War of Independence, and it's just like Washington, Washington. You remember that song? The Washington. Yes. It's that song. He's got seven dicks. But like that's what they, <laughs> that's what they're telling me. You know, you're telling me that Superman, who's been around. A hundred years now, maybe? Close? Batman? The same? And you just forget that his biggest weakness is a little green rock, and you don't show it? (laughs) Yes. Speaking of little green things, so, as we mentioned, you know, he eventually teaches young Barry how to do the running back in time thing, because both Superwoman and Batman die in combat, Batman just suicide bombs a ship that does absolutely nothing to to help the cause. I do love when that scene happens. I looked at you and went, "Oh well," and your just eyes just slowly close, like you're like, like, "Oh, he's pretending this didn't happen." Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got suicide bomber Batman for no reason. He didn't even blow up the right ship, and he would know that it has a shield because they've been shooting at it all goddamn day. Yeah. Okay. And then Superwoman 
goes out through a knife in the chest. Yeah. From Zod. Yeah. Now, we can pretend that it was laced with kryptonite or whatever, but me not even being a major Superman fan and knowing just the most elementary baseline knowledge of the hero, I know that canonically throughout the new movies and the comic books and everything, kryptonite glows green. And when it's around him. Especially yes. when it when it's around a Kryptonian, yeah, it it grow it glows green. This knife at no point in time never even had a green shine to it's it. It's literally a shard of metal. It was it's a shiv. It was silver through and through, and yet it killed Superwoman twice, <laughs> countless times. Oh yeah, over and over and over. Because once you know Barry sees that and goes, "Oh no, plot hole." I gotta run back in time and fix this. We get a montage of Supergirl just getting it over and over and over. Batman gets it over and yeah. over and over. And at some point, you kind of like stop caring. Yeah, it becomes a uh, snuff film. Yeah. <laughs> and the entire time, our Barry, the main Barry, is just standing here trying to get young Barry to stop. And earlier in the movie, what even caused him to have to fall out of time is this weird-looking, and this is what I was mixing up, this weird-looking dark side character mm-hmm. knocks him out of time. Well, this dude comes the fuck back. And I'm like, God damn, they're just fucking like throwing everything at the goddamn wall at this movie. And the current uh, young Barry shows back up and he's just like, what the fuck? And they beat him up a little bit and it comes to find out it's actually old Barry. Then the most what the fuck moment happens because old Barry mentions that he's like, yeah, I know this has been the plan all along. I've almost got it right. Just stick with me. I sent you on this path to keep me on the path. Yada, yada, yada. And then the universe opens up and you see these glowing balls of like white and green and red and purple and all these different ones. And they even straight up call out. They're like, oh, it's other universes. Yeah. As it slowly zooms into these different planets, like this white planet, it's a black and white planet where you see like the original Flash yeah, the, and like well, it's the original George Reeve Superman yes. and uh, the guy. It's actually the guy from the Flash show. His name's Jay Garrick, but he's the Justice Society Flash, and that's probably what it would have looked like if they did a Flash cameo in the Superman. Movie. That looked horrible. Yeah. It looked so nasty, but then. We go into another universe, and we get which Superman was this one? Uh, this was the Christopher Reeves. Christopher and the, Reeves. Uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, they had made a Supergirl movie, and that's who the Supergirl is in that. She played, and that, and canonically, those movies are all together. Yeah. But so yeah, she it's Superman, Christopher Reeves, and uh, the other woman who played Supergirl back in the day. And, and that one looked a little better. That's because that woman's still alive. <laughs> yeah, like that. That one looked okay. Yeah. And then they show um, Adam West Batman, and that legit look like one of those simplistic drawing yeah. like like an a fan art of like simplistic artwork like it had no definition it had nothing to it you could barely tell like unless you knew what that you were about to see adam west batman you wouldn't have realized that's what it was until yeah. it was off the screen yeah it pulls a transformers where it shows everything a little too fast and then shortly after, we get probably my favorite of the weird cameos. We finally see 
what Nicolas Cage Superman fighting a giant spider would have looked like. And he looked like 80s Superman with a chest hair and everything. It Honestly, that was my favorite part of this whole movie. Yeah, because it isn't like a rotoscope, rotoscope shot where it's just... Ta, 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 ta. That's what that was. Yeah. Those are all rotoscopes. This one was a concept fan film of just, hey, this is what Nick Cage would look like fighting the giant spider he was supposed to fucking fight. Because Superman fucking, Lives or whatever, yeah. that re, that failed uh, film from back in the day. Yeah. I, it's like, I... The reason I love that moment so much is being such a Kevin Smith fan yeah. throughout the years, uh, folks know that Kevin had a small hand in one of the versions of the script. But he was the first one to kind of rebel against the idea of like, no, Superman has to wear a suit. Like, because the original director was like, no, I don't want him in that stupid, you know, Superman outfit. He's got to wear something different, something modern. He's like, no, you, you got to you got to put Superman in the suit. And then he's just like, yeah, for the third act, I want him to fight a giant spider. And he's just like, a giant spider isn't in Superman lore or canon. Like, that's not this. You're not writing a Superman movie at this point. You don't want to make a Superman movie, do you? And then kind of just left the project. Yeah. So. Uh, he discussed it in one of his uh, Fat Man Beyond uh, episodes. He goes, uh, he knew about that scene a couple months beforehand because they were just like, the spider's in the movie. And he's yeah. just like, what do you mean? He goes, Nick Cage fights a spider in the Flash movie. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, no, 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 they actually did it. He's just like, yeah, they, they, they did it. So that's why he was allowed to get an early screening because he was so congenitally connected to something that was in the film that he was allowed an yeah. early screening. And he was just like, you know what? After I saw the movie, the guy was right. It actually worked. It was yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> and we, we know this just from reading the stuff, but like there were more nostalgic more cameo type stuff that got filmed and just not in the movie itself yep uh one of those was uh grant gustin the guy who plays the flash on the cw was going to get one of those universe roles yeah uh which i imagine they would have done that for the supergirl series you know uh and by the way the supergirl suit look is real like it's fucking perfect you guys did a fantastic fucking it job it looked really great and the woman that plays her fantastic job she literally showed a lot of what she needed emotion she needed to show she ain't coming back she died 20 fucking times well that's the one thing that i heard uh at post you know watching it that first time i went online and just started reading some of the stuff about it uh, uh michael keaton will not return but she might in a different aspect so i'm kind of i would be happy to see her in another one but yeah, you also got rid of superman so who do i what the fuck do i care yeah you got the coolest nerd out there to fucking play. And refused sh- to show Henry Cavill at all during this movie because yeah, even the ending, the very beginning was a middle finger to Henry Cavill yeah. because when he, when um, Barry's talking to Alfred on the phone, he's like, why don't you call Superman? He's like, Superman is bit busy like that. And then you like look up at the screen and you see the back of Henry Cavill's head using laser beam yeah. on something. And it's just like, Oh, what a dick move. You showed him without even like, Oh, fuck and, you. Uh, Another thing about Henry Cavill, you know why uh, the showrunner, the person that's running The Witcher, said he was too annoying about the lure of this, you know, that thing you're making. She said that's what she said about The Witcher because he read all the books and played the games, and that's re- he's real. He's you know he's a nerd, but he was real big into that. And I'm thinking, I swear to God, if Ben Affleck had said that, talked about like, well, Batman does this, Batman does that. 
and that's why you stopped doing it. Like, it, you know, that's what it was. Like, you know, that's what this always is. It's just because he wanted to write and direct a Batman movie. And all this is, is just trying to shell out fucking movies for money, like just straight up. And that's, you know, you know that's the name of the game. Money's the name of the game. But you're starting to prove Martin Scorsese right when he's saying comic book movies suck. <laughs> and I don't like that motherfucker. And the thing is, is the third act was so anticlimactic because immediately after getting all those weird little cameo scenes, young Barry sacrifices himself for current Barry to kill old Barry in the process. Yeah. The both of them wither away. And then current Barry goes back to the supermarket Takes the tomatoes out of the cart, which, again, this is the moment it brought it all back. Now, all of a sudden, we're back to the mom shit. You're whipping us around. But this moment was actually good. He walks up to her. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just here in town to see my own mom, yada, yada, yada. And they had like this really sweet moment. He froze time, grabbed the tomatoes. A good moment is a shitty person, but good moment from Ezra Miller on the acting portion. Yeah. You know, you he sold it. He did really well. And then realized that, you know, oh, he can still save one by moving all the tomatoes up to the top shelf to save his dad from incarceration. But they didn't explicitly say that, though. I'm writing that part. All he did was kind of look around the corner, some music swelled for a second, and then it was back in present day. And then you see that he did that and then started speaking gibberish outside when asked a question. This is where my major problem with the movie came in. There is a great movie in here. They had a motif. They didn't call back to it, though. They didn't linger on the moment of, I couldn't save mom, so I'll save dad. It was almost just, okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. While I'm here, let me try this. Which also, you called this out by him moving the cans of tomatoes showed he didn't learn anything. No. No, you told me a story about consequence, and then it's just like, I got fuck it. Yeah. yeah so it's like, it, I'll do it again. I don't care. He didn't learn the consequence of just put the tomatoes back and let let be, let be. Yeah. Still had to do something, which meant he didn't learn his lesson. So it's like, if you didn't learn your lesson, at least let there be a, you know, rebel's opinion on it of, you know, yeah. I okay, here's a way I can at least save one thing. Yeah. Although... Apparently, moving tomatoes from a bottom shelf to the top shelf changes the way an orphan now looks in the present day. Yeah, so like you, the problem with doing these cameos is you have to logistically say that these people now look different because of this one little event, which probably didn't have nothing to do with it. But like, it is that kind of spit in the face of the source material because in the source material they really had to show the consequences of his actions and he learns nothing and nothing for the greater universe has changed and he's now just a kind of a whack whack character like I, if they do another with a new superman movie they're doing or whatever they're gonna have to recast the flash probably because those movies now have a tone now they all have that Zack snyder-esque look and feel so it's just like there's no really reason to keep them around anymore so now you yeah. gotta just go re-fucking cast everybody again they're worse than fucking like marvel i will say at least they keep most if not 90 percent of the original actors to play themselves again yeah you know like other than terrence howard i can't really think of another person who get fucking replaced out the gate 
Um, what's his nuts? The Hulk. Yeah, Eric uh, Eric Bana, then no. Ed Norton, and then yeah, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, Eric Bana was the angly one. Yeah. Uh, who did a great job? <laughs> like, but the movie sucks. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Norton he was replaced pretty fast off the cup too. Yeah, but Ed Norton's also scary. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, like another problem I pointed out when they're doing the fight scene, the big the big battle, or whatever. This is when I found out, like after watching the movie, that one of the uh, audio managers or um, had said they had actively went on YouTube. And found clips of the original fight in Man of Steel and used those while editing out what fans had put in, like, put, put in, like, music and shit. And so you're meaning to tell me that this multi-million dollar studio uses the same editing techniques this podcast does? No, probably worse. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is they, they went... They didn't bother to go to the studio. Hey, can you give us the master of Man of Steel or at least the audio clip of this and make a copy for us so we can put it in the movie? And I'm just like, you're literally showing a different kind of battle. And guess what? The desert in Man of Steel, like if you go and watch Man of Steel, when you see those two guys fighting, it looks awesome. And then the desert. This one is blue-brown. That's it. It's blue and brown. The landscape doesn't move. I get it. You did a clear sky. That's pretty cool. Maybe put a cloud effect for when Bruce Wayne decides to put a bullet in his mouth at like six five, six thousand feet. <laughs> but like, it just ruins it, man. And it really pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, the George Clooney Batman. Uh, uh, I didn't give a shit. It just added to the shit of us. Like, uh, it's it like go. it was one of the worst Batman movies, and you brought that Batman in. What the fuck? <laughs> it, it, it's like, sir, so you're telling me Barry went back in time, and now. Batman is now born in like 1963, but Ben Affleck Batman is probably born in 1983. Okay, Michael Keaton's like like 73. You know what I'm saying? Like these people you're putting in are a lot older than they are. Yeah. And it's, oh god damn it, dude! It's just a stick of the knife. You That's think he's gonna is. stick around in the universe though? No. Fuck no. It's George Clooney's got better shit to do. He's <laughs> got like a Netflix movie to make with Obama or some shit. This is just that's all I gotta say about that. It, but he's but, part of the main universe now. Oh, is he? He's the he's the Batman in this universe. Yeah. The Flash fucked up time. Oh yeah, James Gunn gonna keep that motherfucker. Fuck if I know. No, he's not gonna be the Batman in the Brave and Bold though. Yeah, but he's not gonna be like the Flash. Are they even gonna keep the Flash? Because you gotta what the fuck? You got rid of Ben Affleck. He's done. He ain't coming back. Michael Keaton. And again, it's sad because this was the first time I saw Ben Affleck as Batman and went, "This is actually good." He did yeah, good. He, he did all right. Uh, he did Bruce Wayne pretty well, and I thought his Batman, and we finally got a gray and blue suit on, yeah. out of that Batman, which was pretty nice. But also, the shots they had of Ben Affleck in that movie had a very serious tone. Everything's sharp, everything's dark, and everything. And he's telling Flash something important, as opposed to the bright daylights Bruce Wayne, who just shows the fuck up, and none of the reporters decided to follow him while he's walking up to a guy who's a child of a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, wait, what does Bruce Wayne got to have to do with this? Yeah. So overall, and like that whole problem with the dad could have been solved in the first goddamn five minutes of the movie when he could have, when he was talking to Bruce after Wonder Woman leaves, he could have been like, "Hey, uh, my dad's in prison. You think you can help me?" Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I got a few you. strings. Why didn't you ask sooner? Let's get, uh, let's go do that. Yeah, hey, I bought Clark Kent's house. I'm, I'm fine. Like it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, like it's it's fine, but that's all that could have been. You didn't need to go back in time and move some goddamn cans. All you got to do is just like, for your dad's sake, if you want to save a life, that's what you could have done. Yeah, I have a super powered friend and a super millionaire friend 
maybe I could get somebody down here to help me with this small, minute problem I have, even though I'm a god to these fucking people. Yeah. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. My overall review on this movie is I'm glad I didn't pay for it in theaters. Glad I didn't pay for it. (laughs) I wasn't really interested in giving... I'll say that when you're in court for theft. (laughs) Well, I wasn't very interested in uh, giving this studio nor Ezra Miller extra money, so we can can call it a justified reason. Well, the one thing is, they didn't make... uh, damn near no money on opening weekend it's no still- and you know part of the reason why as i was doing my search as a pirate i found out that five days ago for eight hours straight it went to going for eight hours an hd version of the movie was being streamed on twitter <laughs> for eight hours on loop and no one took it down for that long damn that's funny that's fucking hilarious. You know who does that? Guys on Twitch do that with like boxing matches. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> or UFC fights. They make it look like, oh yeah, I'm playing the UFC game. But I just love the fact that like, it's it's kind of a funny PS for the end of this. Is like, Twitter has gone so far down in the shitter that for eight hours, a major motion picture was showing for yeah. eight hours. Live streamed. Yeah. And nothing was done about it. That's them not giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and this this seems like a, like a like a good bait and switch type thing that I think is going to happen again with some other movies. Which what do you mean? They're going to hype up and hype up, and then the week before they they put it out, it's going to be like celebrities and other being like, "This is the best fucking DC movie ever made." This is the high you know critics have said this. this. That's really going to hurt the standard. Critics have said this is one of the movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have a stroke when he said that? <laughs> uh, but like, it, it is. I'd rather take a uh, a non canonical Star Wars trailer over this. I would. I swear to God, I would have said it. I would. I would. I would take that over this. You take the new Futurama series. Yeah, over this bait and switch bullshit. That's what it is. It's bait and switch, and no one likes a good bait and. <laughs> Unless uh, you're doing it yourself. You're doing it yourself. Mastin baiting. <laughs> but like Masturbating and masticating. It just it just it sucked. Like I I I don't say that like I watch bad horror movies all the time. I watch movies from the fifties that don't make any goddamn sense. This one sucked. Like it's just <laughs> fuck me, dude. I, I, I got to that point of the uh voodoo apocalypse where I'm just like, oh, I've wasted my time. God damn it. Like, that's, that's like my So, mind. this is voodoo apocalypse levels. Voodoo apocalypse is entertaining. There's a mariachi band that pulls guns. This one. God damn. You get Michael Keaton. I, I get it. I got you Michael. You get George Clooney? Yeah. Okay. I can go back and watch those Batman movies. Those are fun to me. You can talk shit about them all day. I still think they're hilarious. What would have been funny is Val Kilmer just showed up and started just beating the shit out of Barry. That would have made it fucking weird. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, that has to be a perfect place for us to land. Val Kilmer showed up and whooped his ass. (laughs) For this part of the Couch Potatoes, because damn. 
<sighs> Damn. Yeah. That's a double one right there. <laughs> so for this sick-ass episode of the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex. And Chris, do you have any sort of final, final, final thoughts? Burn it down, man. I don't give a shit. God damn it, dude. I was fucking mad. <laughs> like, back watching it that second time, I've been realizing it's really just pissed me off. Or it's the drugs. I'm pretty sure it's the drugs. <laughs>